Hello and welcome to Colin Bradley Artcast. I'm Stephen Bradley. And I'm Colin Bradley. Welcome everyone to episode nine. Woohoo! Episode nine. Fantastic, no. Steve. Nearly into double figures. Yep. Yep. Not that I'm wishing them away. Are we going to do something special on number ten? <laughs> I don't know if that's oh. quite a number. All right. Well, I don't know. I'd like to think we do something special every week. Oh, I I think our listeners agree with you from the response we're having. Yeah, we're getting some great feedback and we've Mm. got so much to go through. Uh, We we would easily have enough information to do two podcasts a week, wouldn't we? We could easily, if we had the time, we could easily do two. Oh, yes. It's just, well, it's just too much to talk about, haven't we? Yep. Can't shut us up. We better get on then. We better get on. Right. Every week we start a podcast with a story. So what are you going to tell us this week, Dad? I'm going to uh, tell you this week how all the workshops got started, mm-hmm. which really were the instigator of all the things that we now do, really. All the packs came from all of that, you know. So it, it was the workshops. I know I started teaching before I did the workshops, but it was the workshops that really brought it home because the pressure's on you with the workshop where with teaching week in, week out, you know, it's all familiar. And although there's a certain amount of pressure, it's nothing like there is in the workshop. So I'm going to tell you about that. Okay. Because you used to do workshops in the gallery downstairs, didn't you? Because I remember those. I did, yes. yes. I remember you setting them up for like week workshops, didn't you? That's or right. Or a few day workshops. That's right. So you're going to tell us about workshops you did elsewhere. Yes. But when I started, I didn't start in the gallery, not workshops. Right. I started elsewhere. I was asked to do it by the Artists and Illustrators magazine. Because of the success of the articles that I'd written, Swans to Below and the artist and illustrator got together and decided to fund a workshop. For you? For me, yeah. It was quite popular at the time. There were other artists doing it as well. But this particular one, Swans to Below would actually supply £75 worth of materials for nothing. For, for you and no, your no, students? No, no, not for me. This was for the for the. For the just for the people, so the, the people would come along and they didn't have anything, they didn't no, need no. anything. Sorry. No, they didn't need anything. Oh, they were given £75 worth of materials by Swans to Below, but they were charged £75 by the Artists and Illustrators magazine for the workshop. Are you with me? What, each? Each, yeah. How long was it? one day. Wow. But you see, the, the, the thing is, it was attractive because they were getting almost the tuition for nothing. You know, mm. they had to make their own way, of course, to the venue. Anyway, Swans to Below and the artists and illustrators got together with me and said, what are we going to do? Where, what venue shall we select? And actually, I think it was the artists and illustrators that suggested the London Zoo. Because of the animal work that I was doing, they suggested doing it at the London Zoo. They've got an area there which is ideal for it. They've got an auditorium and they've got uh, plenty of space there. Right. So this was arranged to do a workshop at the London Zoo. And the great news is here, only today I found the original advert in the Artists and Illustrators magazine that advertised this. And I'm going to put it on Facebook next week. Really? Folks. Yeah. But don't reply, folks, because you're 20 odd years out of date now. <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly people start applying yeah. thinking. Anyway, the workshop the workshop was set up and it was going to be a cheetah. I remember that. I couldn't do a tiger, uh, which I wanted to do, because I'd already done that in, in other things that I was doing, you know, articles. So it was decided that I would do a cheetah. They set it up and they advertised it 
And they came back to me oh, uh, within a few days of the advert going out, said, Colin, we've got a problem. What's that? I said, well, we've been oversubscribed three times. What? How many people? 25 you... people they wanted. Yeah, and they had, and 75... They had 75 adverts, uh, applicants. Oh, my God. 75. What are we going to do? I said, well, you'll have to just take a pick, a pick out 25. Mm, well, we could do that. And I thought, <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> but would you be prepared to do three workshops? Not three, just one. Three days. Three days, separate workshops, not running consecutively. Same subject. Yep. Three times. Yep. So I agreed. And we actually did run it three times. So I had to go through the whole thing three times. Three consecutive days? Yeah. or Really? No, not consecutive days. They split they, up. They were split up. What happened, they, they chose 25 people for the first workshop, got those in, and then went back to the others saying, I'm sorry, but that date that we've mentioned now, because of the oversubscription, we're going to have to offer you another date. And they had another couple of dates. Anyway, they filled them all up. So I had three workshops full up. Wow. Obviously, uh, to say it was a success was understating it. It was very successful. And, of course, it was advertised in the Arsene Illustrators. They were crowing about it, saying what a fantastic thing this was. And I remember that one particular person, Tim, his name was, he came along. I didn't know him then, but he came along to do the cheetah. And he ended up being a professional artist. And funny enough, I, I got to know him very well through the uh, artists and illustrators magazine who used to come to the shows uh, when I was demonstrating there. He eventually came on the stand with me at Swanstabilo. It was about seven, eight years later. He'd worked his way up through Swanstabilo and he came on the stand. He wasn't doing the pastel pencil, he was doing another, another one of pastel... Of, um, wants to be Lowe's pencils but we ended up sharing a stand together wow isn't it wonderful though how how and he'll always give me credit for actually starting him off so when was this workshop when did it when did this go oh gosh no, i think it was 1989 I, I tell you what i'd have to refer to the uh, the, the article yeah, yeah the article the article came, uh, it came out uh, not the article this was the um the advert that came out at that time mm. but but to really set the seal on this, they also included in that same magazine issue an article of mine. And only, it's all, isn't it amazing how things happen? Jonathan got in touch with me to saying about down memory lane. He said uh, he headed it. He said he was telling me about when he started and first saw an ad. Uh, sorry, you saw a picture in the magazine, that magazine, that started him off. It was a picture of Polpero Harbour in Cornwall. One we spoke about last week, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's right. The one yeah. that was downstairs. Yeah, is downstairs but it's, it is actually in the magazine. The same magazine that was advertising your... Yeah. Did Jonathan go along? No, he didn't come to the workshop. Ah. But he was. He did look at the Polpero Harbour and, and thought, which is what him. I want to do. And from then on, he is. And now he's what he is today yeah. because of it. Isn't it wonderful how... That one magazine had quite a lot in it about you, didn't it? It did. Oh, I took over. Yeah, I took over. So you'd been teaching for seven years because you got down here in 1982, seven years before your workshop started. The workshops, yes. But you, you didn't teach for seven years down here then because you didn't initially start teaching downstairs in the gallery. No. It was a gallery and framing. That's right. It was a gallery and framing. I didn't start teaching because we, we, we discussed that on the... On the 
Wasn't the first podcast we discussed it? I think we did. It was the first podcast, how it all began. Mm. But it was in about 1985. It wasn't until I found the pastel pencils that we really started and lifted off. So this was a pastel pencil workshop? Yeah. With Swansea Carbathella pencils. Mm. Right. Although, again, the article that I was reading today, which is in that magazine, called them colour charcoal pencils. They don't call they them don't pastel. No, oh. they don't call them that. It's all coloured charcoal. It was my insistence in the end that persuaded Swanstabilo to change it to pastel pencils. So were you working for Swanstabilo then? I was working, I wouldn't say for them, I was working with them. Working you know, with they, them. I was their demonstrator. Right. And they used to send me to art clubs and any articles and so on. I did quite a lot of work for them mm, mm. in that respect. Good money and... Good exposure, I'd imagine, oh, yeah, with a company yeah, like that behind yeah. you. That's what ma- really made me. Mm. So there we are, folks. So that's your first workshop. Excellent. Yeah. Well, th- we'll have something. We'll have another story for you next week. Oh, it leads into many more, Steve. But we must move on. I know we must. We've got lots of exciting things. So we've got. We're going to only cover three questions today because we've got uh, an exciting thing for you at the end, which I'm going to mention in a bit. Good. So, unfortunately, we, we're getting so bombarded nowadays with so many questions. Not that we um, expect everyone that asks a question to be discussed on the podcast, but we like to discuss it on the podcast. That's right. We apologise now if we don't get to your question. Uh, we most likely will at some point. Oh, I'm sure we will. But we're so far behind that we've, we've just got mountains and mountains of questions. So the three I've got today, the first one I want to go through is from Kerry. This was on Facebook, and this is one that we were trying to get to last week, but as always, we've overrun with lots of other questions. She says, "I a great drawing... Oh, sorry. In relation to your podcast, which I listen to every week, I wondered if maybe next week you could post a picture of you both. We all know what you look like, and we know what Stephen sounds like. It would be nice to put a face to the voice. Also, any news of forthcoming webinars? Well, so they web- want to see what I look like. <laughs> they want to see. <laughs> and I don't blame them, Steve. They, they, it's nice to put a face to a voice. Yes. You've got such a beautiful face, Steve. Thank, <laughs> thank you, Father. He is my son, of course. <laughs> I would say that. You would say that. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, of course. I, I would post a picture up. I'll post a picture oh, of me. that'd be nice. Well, I'll post a picture up on the Facebook page. I'll find one. I'll find a nice one. <laughs> I yeah. won't take one right now. <laughs> okay. And um, we've got actually, at, on tail end of this, we've got something that I can now reveal as it will go up on Wednesday at 7.30 GMT. And this is going to be a big surprise. To this, is a, state, this is a big it? surprise. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what the reaction is. What people don't know about mm-hmm. these podcasts is our intention or my intention, in my experience, is that you should always video everything you do mm-hmm. in case it ever comes back and you need to reference to it. Mm-hmm. So with these podcasts, every week we've been videoing them. <gasps> I've got to stop picking my nose, haven't I? You have got to stop picking your nose right now. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm turning now and I'm saying hello to the camera. Hi. We're waving. And that's been recording this podcast and it's been recording all the other podcasts, apart from the first episode because yeah, we were so excited <laughs> <laughs> that I forgot to switch the camera on and we didn't record the first podcast. So from two onwards, we've recorded every single one. You're only going to show snippets. So, so what I'm going to do... I'm going to show the whole lot. So what I'm going to do, yep, I'm only going to show snippets because the podcast, uh, we edit these podcasts somewhat, cut it down um, to, to miss out any bits that we don't feel uh, important. So... What I'm going to do is on YouTube, I'm going to put up a small clip from every episode. Yeah. And you can see 
our surroundings, what you know, yeah. what we look like, we look like when we're doing it, and so our setup, and also to help promote it, we're going to capture little bits of the podcast that are funny. We hope are funny <laughs> that people enjoy, and put them on YouTube. So the first one is going to go up on the sixth, which is Wednesday at seven thirty our time GMT. So look out for that. If you're a subscriber to YouTube, you'll get an email. Hopefully, if you're subscribed with emails from YouTube, you'll get an email when that goes up. And it's only a short clip, but we're going to be putting a clip up from a previous episode. So the one yeah. is on Wednesdays from episode two, seven, week, seven weeks ago. Gosh. So I hope that will... I hope people will enjoy oh, that. Oh, I love it, Steve. Because uh, it's obviously people are enjoying the podcast, but mm. they get to see a little bit of That's it as right. well. See us both. They can see us both. So before then, I'll put up a picture of me as it's been requested and you can see what I look like. The second part to Kerry's question was any news of forthcoming webinars. So uh, I'll answer this one, shall I? Please. Give you a break. The, pod, uh, the webinars, we trialed out a system a while ago that we tested in-house in our offices and it came out great but as soon as we put it on the web for everyone else to see it was laggy it was mm. just delayed some people were fine some people weren't it was a bit of a mess mm. so we looked at alternative solutions we found that alternative solution we're not quite ready to test it yet but we will be testing it and it's going to be related to youtube so it's easily accessible, no mm. signing up required, and it's going to be broadcast live. Now, the potential we've got with this system is humongous. There's mm. so much we can do. There's so much we can broadcast. And the good thing about it is once it's broadcast, it's recorded, and it's automatically uploaded. So if you don't tune in, it's automatically recorded and uploaded after the event. Mm, that's great. So if you ever miss a webinar you can or, or a live Q&A or whatever we decide to do with this medium, if you ever miss it, you'll get to watch it. So it's coming, folks. It is coming. We're working on it. We've got to test it in-house because we don't want to invite people along to another testing session if it's not going to work. No. So we've got to test it, and then we're going to crack on, and we've got a lot of plans, a lot of potential for it. So Good. very exciting. So thank you, Kerry, for that. Sorry it took us a while to get back to you. The next question I've got here is from Gary. He says, I recently purchased a few different types of pastels, i.e. pencil and soft pastels, and then discovered Colin on YouTube. Colin, you're an inspiration to anyone starting in this medium, and I look forward to participating on your forum. Thank you, Gary. What lovely feedback. Wasn't that nice? Yeah. It's nice to include those because it's, it's, it's nice for Gary, for one thing. He's a new member mm. uh, to um, the clan, and uh, it's nice for, to, to feature that. We'd love to, we get so much feedback that I'd love to, re we'd have a whole podcast full of feedback. <laughs> Lovely things people say, but I, I would, if we don't feature you, I would like to say thank you to everybody because we do read everyone and I respond to everyone. I've responded to Gary. I yeah. Respond to yeah. We, we always By respond, email. you know, mm. we always get around to responding in some form or another, mm. um, but we'd like to do it over the podcast. Mm. So the third one I've got here is from Anne. She says, thank you, Colin. Tried the willow tree today. The willow tree exercise has gone up, by the way, anyone that doesn't know. Is on our store to buy for 79p as a download or £1.29 as a download. That's right. £1.29 as a download. She says, pleased with the dark parts and texture on top. However, the lighter parts seem flat and as if I plonked them on top. Not sure what, what went wrong. Do you cover all the white with green, then 104 or only part? Mm. Thank you, Anne. Uh, well, I've, again, I've responded to um, Anne on this. What, what I did 
I don't think she'd had seen the exercise by then because the exercise is very clear cut. I did actually send her a, a picture of the, the before and after, basically. So you could see where the white was and then you saw where the green was put. Basically anything light, I had to put the white underneath to lighten it up a little first. And then uh, the green goes in all the spaces where you end up putting medium and dark colours. It's fairly simple to do, but I can understand where Anne's coming from. If you cover the whole thing in white. People used to say to me, you start with white. Do you cover everything in white mm. before you start? Mm. That's a, a, was, a co was a common question. Not so much now because people have seen me on YouTube and seen a lot of work done. But they used to ask me that. Oh, you say white first. And, but of course you don't do that. You only, you only put the white on because you have a sand-coloured paper. So if you want a light effect, like a sky, for instance, you've got to put the white on first mm. to create the, the base... Mm. All right, I think I've answered that. You have, thank you. Okay, and thank you, Anne, for that question. Now, that's all we've got time for on the question side. Oh, well, good night, folks. Yeah, good night, see you later. <laughs> <laughs> However, I did say last week that we did a demonstration at Westgate, which yeah. is fairly local yes. to us. Uh, or not we did, I didn't do a demonstration, you did a demonstration, and I recorded it um, yeah. with the camera and, and all sorts. So what we're going to do now is we're going to play you the Q&A from the first part of the Westgate demonstration. Right. There was two parts to the demonstration. This is the Q&A at the end of the first part. So you just finished a lovely cat demonstration. Now, this cat demonstration is going to go onto YouTube. Right. Once I've edited and cut it together, it will go up to YouTube. So people will be able to watch this. Now, this is after the demonstration. So you've finished. Mm -hmm. And this is the Q&A. Excellent. So enjoy it, folks. Enjoy. Okay, can I throw it open to you now? you got any questions that you'd like to ask based on what we've done so far. After you come back, I'm going to show you a landscape, so you'll see some trees and skies. Oh, the razor blade is a safety razor blade. Um, where is it gone? Here it is. It's, um, it looks faint, but they're safety, so I put back a camera on it. But you can use, as I said, you can use a standing knife. Uh, pencil sharpeners are too keen on because they tend to break the legs. So those, those are those are best. But any blade really suits you. Derek uses a, a special tool that he'll tell you about. So you know, but that's but you do need to use a, a really a knife as opposed to a blade. So do you have to clean each pencil after you use it? Well. Not really. If you look at my pencil, even the white, it's white. Sometimes I do. If I was using, if I was using a, a, a white, say, uh, Sorry. a white pencil on black, then it would pick up some of the black, and then it does the yes, acids. Sometimes you see me actually do that. You see me actually take it off the screen. But it's not something you need to worry about. I don't think. What how do you um, correct a mistake? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Shall I be really, really brutal now? Yes. Oh, no, you're not going to do that, are you? No. Oh, no. Don't do that, Colin. Yes. You can rub it out, folks. <laughs> you can rub it out, but you can also, um, you can manipulate the pencil. I, I used to run a class uh, very successfully in Rawlsnes. You'd be happy to know now, it's too late. <laughs> um, for many, many years. And I usually know. 
Did you? Yeah. Oh, you come to that? Ten years ago. Well, great. Well, you know that you can actually manipulate the pencils. Used to, I used to go round to you know a couple of times during the class, and they said, "Oh, I made a mistake." You got. It wasn't very often that I got now. Usually, I can manipulate the pencil. I can use it. So you can. So that's how. But you can see that it does work. You can. The other question is. Has the transportation and the framing uh, improved? This has, has not been fixed. None of these pictures have been fixed yet. Yet I put them in there. But if you put them in cellophane bag, which is what I've got here, or you can get food bag, but a lot, some of them are in food bags over there. They last forever and ever and ever. So, and I've traveled these, traveled those around the day, and there's no. Sometimes you get a little transfer, obviously, of pastel onto the. Yeah. You do do that, but that's, that's not going to be bad, as long as you don't shove it or move it around too much. Um, you can, if you're framing them or mounting them, double mount into a frame is best because then it doesn't touch the glass. But can I just mention fixing because I didn't pick up on that? Uh, a lot of people fix their pictures. If you do, you'll find you'll lose some of the life of the picture, it will die. It doesn't in soft pastel. It works in soft pastel because it's a soft pastel has got much more pigmentation, so it will hold it. But pastel pencil being translucent tends to dull it down, and you'll lose. Some people have been in tears. They phoned me up and said, "You know, I sprayed my picture and it's got all down." Sorry about that. The way to get over that is actually redo it. You can actually put the pastel back on top of it. Um, but I don't fix my pictures and they all end up looking like that. Is there a gloss at all you can use? A gloss? Transparent. Uh, you know, you're saying about dull, dullness, like, you know, you can, you can buy... I don't know. I, to be honest, I don't know. I, I, I would be very reluctant to do that on anything like this myself because it, it's movable, you know, it moves around. Uh, so I'm feeling reluctant to do it, but it's worth a go and you know, try it on something that uh, wasn't important. But I don't know of anything. You don't use fixes? Yeah. Fixes, Not at all. No. Never ever. I used to, years and years ago. And the reason I did that, because I used to use Carbatella pencils. And the Carbatella pencils weren't as bright as these were. So what I used to do is finish the picture off, fix it, and then work on top of it all the lighter colours brought them back out again. Um, but that's very nice. The danger is when you're working again on something, you lose some of the originality of the original picture, especially in the sky. So I wouldn't do it. Do you so, need oh, pastel, pencil and pastel chalks together? Or is it It's another good question. Um, pastel, pastel, soft pastel, yeah. and Pastel pencils don't like each other very much. If you put if you put the pastel pencil on and you put the soft pastel on top and you want to put the pastel pencil on top of the pastel, it won't work. It'll scrape it off. It doesn't work very well. They don't like each other. However, I've got to tell you that if you do them in the right way, they work very well. This one was pastel pencil, the elephant. The background, I would have put a pastel pencil. 
key colour on. In other words, I'd use either a grey, medium grey, ivory sometimes. <coughs> In this case, it was a grey. Uh, and all over, pastel pencil, right? Just one colour. And then on top of that, I would use soft pastel. On top of it. That's all soft pastel there. But once you've done it, you can't put it. You can't put the pastel pencil back on it. All you can do really is you can pick out the edges. But that works really, really well that way. But the two things don't. You can't put them together in a picture. They won't work. Sorry, you was half dozen questions. How do you decide which bit of your subject to start at, and how do you progress? Right. It's a. That's a good. Another good question. Um, because you you can smudge a picture very quickly. The best thing to do is to work from top to bottom across. Surprisingly, you can work quite a quite a quite a long way with it. With it. I mean, I'm not talking about painted pictures. When we're talking about A4 size pictures, usually. So I would start one end, and I I kind of finish an area and then work down. Um, it's different to, I'm sure a lot of people think, well, I do the whole thing and then I fill it in. Uh, it doesn't work that well because you'll end up with it all over there. Mm -hmm. um, or an alternative is, if you did say, when you get down to the bottom here, oh, I really want to touch that bit up again, you can then put a sheet of paper across it. You know, I, very often you'll see me do that. Sheet of paper across it and work with your hand on top. It's only a sheet of paper that will touch the picture and it works very well. So you can do it that way. But it's best. It's, the pastel pencils are a brilliant medium, as you can see, uh, and anybody can do it, even if you've never done anything before in your life, you can do pastel pencils. They're not difficult to do. However, uh, they're not that slight limitation. It's never stopped me. I've been doing them nearly 27 years, and I wouldn't touch anything else. That's all that's my life. Hello. Hello, I think I've stopped there. You don't mind? I'm sorry, folks, I'm sorry to you. When we come back, I'll, uh, I'm going to show you a landscape. There are new trees, so I'll have to fill in. Okay, everyone, that was the live Q&A from the first part of the demonstration that we did at the Westgate Art and Crafts Club. I hope you all enjoyed it. There was a second part to this demonstration, and there was Q&A after that, wasn't there? Yeah, there was. There was Q more Q&A. So hopefully next week or the week after, I'll manage to get that ready for you, and we'll put that on another podcast. Terrific. Okay. Variety is the spice of life, Stephen. That's what they're getting. Absolutely. Okay, well, that about calls it a day this week. Thanks, everyone, for listening. I'm Stephen Bradley. And I'm Colin Bradley. Enjoy, Enjoy your week. week. Time for tea. Don't you ever drink coffee? Only when I'm thirsty. Thursday. 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 On th Thursday. Thirsty. You said Thursday. Thirsty. Thirst. What? Thirsty. <laughs> <laughs>